Welcome to the NLPCourses.com show, where we push past the hype and pull back the velvet curtains of creating a successful life with NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. Diving into physiology, neuroscience and linguistic programming so that NLP becomes a practical tool at home and in your career. Moving beyond the techniques so that you can make a name, make money or make a real difference to people's lives. Tune in weekly if you care more than others. Think wisely as we set out on our quest to uncover the secrets of successful people from all walks of life. Make sure you head over to nlpcourses.com to subscribe and receive our free newsletter and other goodies. Here is your host, NLP Master Trainer, John Cassidy Rice. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. My name is John Cassidy Rice and I have the pleasure to be your host. Now, one of the wonderful things about running this podcast is that I've been able to connect with people from all around the world and uh, and to connect with into the community of NLP and there's some wonderful stuff that has been happening and NLP has been used in many many different areas and uh, Sean from California contacted me and, and I had a look at his website and it seems great and he's been exploring how does NLP affect relationships and how can you take your relationship to the next level and one of the areas he's been looking at, and hopefully I get this right, is how do our inner world affect our relationships and what we can do about that and improve our communication. And I'd just like to, he's online now, so I'd like to say hi, Sean. Hey, John, thanks for having me on. Oh, it's a real pleasure. And you sound like you're traveling the world at the moment. That's correct. I'm in Bali right now, just kind of enjoying the, the sights over here. I'm really close to the beach, so it's absolutely wonderful to work from. Wow. I've never been to Bali, but it sounds very idyllic. It's cool. They have this uh, entrepreneur community as well, and a workspace, working internet. It's absolutely incredible, and it'll expand one's knowledge really about what's going on out there and, and what's capable of, uh, I mean, generally just connections, if you know what I mean. Yes, definitely. Uh, well, so you've, you've been, how long you've been out in Bali? Uh, let's see, it's been about a month now. Wow. And what, what do you say about the people out there? It sounds like you, you said there's a bit of entrepreneurship going on. Yeah. So you have a you, pretty far range amount of communication and uh, the different people that you interact with. So when I first got here, I had to be driven by a taxi with a man that didn't really know a lot of English. So it's a lot of body language, a lot of sub communication and letting him know uh, generally what I want, not through the specific content of my words, but it, actually the, the structure and what I really want in deeper form of my language. In addition, we'll also have the entrepreneurship community where some people are from Germany, maybe France, and then some people really know English well and are really intelligent, so it's an advanced level of communication as well. Fabulous. And it goes to show communication works on multiple levels. It's incredible. Couldn't say it better. Now, one of the things we're looking at is, um, and we're talking about for this podcast, which I'm very excited about doing, is about relationships and NLP and relationships. And you, 
And let me see if I get this. We're going to talk a little bit about sort of some of the presuppositions, what assumptions being made within communication and relationships and and what we can do about those. And also talking about how how come sometimes we're in disagreement when, in fact, if we were to get look at the bigger picture, we are in agreement and how we can make those connections and maybe looking at what's going on in the political world. And... And I like the phrase you use, relationships are like parts integration. And there's a say that you may have come across that part of me wants to, but part of me doesn't. And if both parts want to, then we're aligned. So it would be very interesting to find your thinking around that. And also exploring anchoring. And because it's a big thing in NLP, the anchoring. And we're anchoring each other all the time, whether we know or not. And that could be for the good well, maybe not so good. And if we get time, if we get time, I'm hoping we can cover your sort of ideas around sort of conditioning, which is taking that anchor into the next level. Have I got that right, Sean? Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> Fabulous. So, so let's start with um, the presuppositions. And w- what do you mean about presuppositions within relationships there, Sean? So one of my favorite presuppositions is that everyone is always making the best choice available to them based on their current available options. And this goes back all the way to the foundation of NLP where everybody's really trying to make that best choice available to them. And at that time, that's the best choice that they had. In their model of the world, that's what they thought they should do. And they did it for reasons that made sense to them at the time or didn't subconsciously or underneath the surface. Yes, and that comes back, there's always a positive intent behind behavior and thoughts. Exactly, exactly. And so when you can understand that positive intent or maybe take a different perceptual position to understand that person better, understand their map of the world, what's going on with them, you can discover more empathy and you can understand what they're going through and why they'd make those decisions. You mentioned empathy there and perceptual positions. Uh, so I'll come back to both those points. Uh, but I'm interested, what is it that you mean by empathy within relationships? Because it's a word that we all know and love, but I think sometimes an explanation of what you mean in certain contexts can be really useful. Absolutely. And empathy is something that I see most common in some of the situations that I encounter with my clients is how do I have him discover his empathy? How do I have him understand what's going on with me so that we can have a better relationship? So he knows what's going on with me and I can communicate these things to him so his behavior is a little bit different. And that becomes some of the parts of the challenge that I deal with. You know, if a wife comes to me and she wants to get him to understand that when she's done with work, she's tired, she's having a tough day that there's things that he can do to help her with that. And if he doesn't even observe that, if he doesn't go ahead and put himself into her shoes and understand what she's going through, then it's going to be hard for them to connect because she's so exhausted and she doesn't have the energy to go out and just tell him how frustrated or tired she is with her day. But at the point where she can kind of inspire him to have more empathy or show him that there's more to the conversation or the discussion than he currently observes, if he can have more empathy, then he's going to have more of an ability to connect with that woman and their connection can grow at that point. All right. Excellent. 
Sponsor of this week's NLPcourses.com podcast show is NLP Train the Trainer. For those of you that have ambition to develop a teaching career as an NLP practitioner, apply for your place on this world-class training by heading over to the website. And that all sounds very plausible, but when you're, we're both tired, you've got the you got the husband coming back and he's tired from what he's been doing. You've got the wife tired from the doing. That sounds like a lot of energy. So in this case, for the husband to put in. So any strategies that will help, any sort of preparation, what could the husband or indeed the wife do in that situation to sort of build that empathy? And it all depends on what you're really having success with. There is another presupposition. Success builds repetition. When you discover that you're not having that success in that relationship, that's when you look to discover that empathy most commonly. If you have an instinct or a thought that the relationship could be better, that's when you look for more solutions, more answer. And that's usually when somebody tries to go ahead and find that empathy. Okay, so so that... If I have understood you there, Sean, would that be something along the lines of maybe you come up with some questions that you ask about the other person's day and as that becomes more habitual and maybe you start to open up, then that success can be a trigger for other success. Is that, is that, have I got that correct? Absolutely. And this kind of comes down to the conditioning part. If, if somebody is asking about your day and absolutely interested in connecting with you more you'd reward that behavior and give them more of that because that's bringing you guys closer and that's bringing them more in that path of empathy if they can relate with that empathy and they see that that's doing them positive good in the relationship even if it's maybe just a you know loving gesture of thank you so much for asking about my day and maybe you give him a kiss or something and they discover that that's working in the relationship then they'll discover more and more empathy and they'll be able to go even further with their ability to show that empathy or have that in their life right okay excellent um so that kind of guess why you use the perceptual positions absolutely absolutely if you can take somebody else's position that does a lot for you Right. So for our listeners that may have not come across perceptual positions, which is a wonderful exercise for sure, can you quickly talk us through that and maybe give us an example how you've used that with one of your clients? Sure thing. So you have three perceptual positions generally. Um, And so first position is looking at the world from your own eyes in an associated point of view. This is where your feelings are deeper, more intense as you're associating with yourself and what's going on with you in the moment. Second position is where you take the position of somebody else. You jump inside their shoes. You try to understand what they're doing, their feelings, their motives, why they came across the behaviors that they were doing, and maybe even their history and what happened to them all the way leading up to the position that they are in now. Well, when you do that, you have an ability to look at things from this new perspective and get more information. Here you can take this second position back to first position, having this additional information, and you can apply it to your life 
knowing what this other person is going through. The third position is going to be where you're looking out from an outside observer's position. This is the fly in the wall position where maybe there's a fly in the room watching you and your partner, for instance, looking at an argument or a conversation that you guys had and taking an objective third position in the whole dispute or conversation. And this adds a neutrality aspect with the relationship where it's generally more unbiased than as if it was a second position or a first position dispute that you were talking with your partner with. So yeah, those are the the three positions and generally how you can use them in a relationship. Um, I've seen it very beneficial to get a person to go more and more into that second position and take that information back to that first position. All right, excellent, excellent. And it is great for that because I often find that it's position can have an impact on relationship if somebody's too strongly in first position and are only seeing it from their point of view that causes certain problems if somebody is too much in second position and always seeing it from the other person's point of view and i do apologize that's the mac picking up my phone from the other room hey that's life isn't it so second position is see it from other people's point of view and if you only see it from other people's point of view then your own happiness and your own sort of life can be overlooked and unhappiness but if you're always disassociating from seeing it from an outside point of view you're having what i like to refer to as a near life experience or in this case <laughs> a near relationship experience so great. Have you worked with any, without giving any names away, any sort of where you've used this perceptual positions in maybe quite a tricky relationship? Absolutely. So I, I worked with a man who was um, dating this woman and she had uh, certain requirements for him about his life and everything and wanted him to do certain behaviors. And what I wanted him to do is, is stop for a moment and take her position and they'd only been dating for, say, a few months. And what she really wanted, and that's what I want to get him to understand, was the information that she wanted for him, um, why it was beneficial for the relationship. So I had him experience this second position so he could get a more adept feel for what she was going through and why she wanted him to make those changes in his life. And they were actually like dietary concerns where she wanted him to be more fit and more healthy. And ultimately it was for her highest intent or her higher intent of having a healthy relationship and for her to be with somebody that valued the same things as her. Okay, excellent. Now, any tips as you've been using the perceptual positions to help somebody sort of really move into that second position? Seeing it, especially from if it's a difficult situation, maybe somebody's had an argument, they don't really want to move into that second position. What tips have you found that works really well? If there is a situation where there's emotions that are still pent up, I want to break the state and get them into a place where they're not really feeling their own emotions in their, their body that they had previously with that person. After that, what I want them to do is, is find some kind of positive benefit of going to that other person. And maybe they don't currently know that it's going to be a benefit of benefit for them because it's going to lead to more understanding. Or maybe they do, 
but I want to really get them into it. I want to Excellent. have Excellent. them focus on the finer we details. Had a guy on the, you know, people often ago, say, put yourself Chris, in that person's shoes. I want to take that a step further where dogs. we're not only in their hundreds. shoes, but we're feeling their feelings, <laughs> understanding what they're going through, understanding their, their whole history of what led them to be that person and understanding why they do the things that they do. Maybe even the psychology, female psychology, male psychology, and a whole host of other things if i can focus on even more details get even more information for myself and my client that's going to give them even more options and choice and behavior interesting okay excellent so it sounds like there's some reports going on and then some reframing of language have i understood that absolutely how could they contact you Excellent. Absolutely. Excellent. So you can find uh, me at altershift.com, and I do offer a one-hour free strategy session just to kind of go over where you are right now and where you'd like to go in your yeah, relationships yeah. or even your life. Excellent. Great. Fabulous. Fabulous. So, and the, so let's um, say we're the kind of like I like the relationship you, uh, as I sort of brought up recently is sort of where you get life. I don't know. Not going so well. Maybe there's some arguments. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. Yeah. You go into it and you go and see what your life would be like if if you never did all the things that you wanted to. Yeah. Because my understanding is that's a form of negotiation. A lot of resources over at moreheateddebate.com. Most people will agree at some level. What's your take on that? And it's been so I generally say, and, and this is for anchoring purposes, that I don't want to bring up too many arguments with somebody else. And so what I like, hey, I appreciate you having me on, John, the language to some kind of higher intent where that person can, of course, agree with me. If you chunk up high enough, there's generally going to be always something that you'll be able to agree with somebody else on. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the NLPCourses.com podcast show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes and make sure to head over to nlpcourses.com to subscribe to our newsletter. This will ensure you are kept fully up to date on the latest in-depth NLP topics of interest. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes on neuro-linguistic programming and beyond.